Now, GPs and those working in addiction services are seeing a growing number of patients presenting with codeine addiction, and concerns have been raised about the availability of certain over-the-counter medications due to the risks associated with excessive use. Josh Crosby brings us the first of two reports looking into codeine misuse in Ireland. I was buying Salvatine in the chemist. I was buying, buying Norofen Plus. Basically, anything that I thought had codeine in them, I'd be buying and taking. I was taking 18, then to 24 to get the high. Like, I was getting a prescription for a month off the hospital. It'd be gone in two days. It all came to a head where, after about five years of it, I couldn't get out of bed anymore. I was just taking it and just getting by, you know, struggling. Noel and Robbie are just two of many who have been addicted to products containing codeine. Both men came to using the drug for pain relief, but a cycle of dozens of pills every day then ensued. For Robbie, who was previously off drugs for seven years, ended up relapsing when he became dependent on codeine following an operation. I had surgery and I was put on tramadol tablets in the hospital, which led to me relapsing to other drugs. I was buying salpidine from the chemists and stuff like that or whatever could get me hands on. Even just to go back, so you were seven years clean from doing... All drugs, it was every drug. I would have been on a methadone program for nearly 20 years. I'd used heroin, I'd used every kind of drug, you name it, I took it. So then you went clean off everything for seven years? Yeah. And you had to go into hospital? I was diagnosed with Bell's palsy, where I had paralysis on the right side of my face and stuff like that. So they took me in to do a surgery on me. It's like face corrective surgery. When I left there, I was left on tramadol, basically. So you came out of hospital after your operation and you wanted more of them again? I wanted it because I knew I was getting the good feelings out of it. How many tablets would that be? Roughly, if you were to Probably 30 tablets in two days, you know, of tramadol. You were topping up then with over the counter as well? Basically, anything that I thought had codeine in them, I'd, I'd be buying and taking. Eventually that led to me relapsing again. Robbie now works in a centre helping those who are homeless and sees firsthand the impact over-the-counter drugs can have. In Kildare, I met with Noel, who was first introduced to codeine products when trying to shake off an injury and to keep up his sport. I used to do a lot of running, which was my saviour. That was my relaxant, because when I'd go out for a good run, I'd come back and I'd feel like I was totally Addies and I was stuck into college work at the time uh, doing a lot of running, long distance running and stuff like that and I was doing really well in life, you know working away, raising a beautiful daughter I started to have trouble with my knee two cartilages went in my knee and a guy said to me one day he just said to me did you ever take Neurofen Plus when you're doing the long distance running when you're like hitting the brick wall and I said no and he said you should try it like because it gives you an extra kick with the codeine that takes away the pain so I did and all of a sudden I found myself taking four or five going running six or seven I had a lot of injuries from the running that I was ignoring and I kept on just taking the Neurofen, never knew I'd get caught, like, you know, until it got to the stage where I said to myself, I'm taking a packet of these a day in the morning. I'm taking six and then I'm taking another six. I'm waking up and I'm shivering and I'm cold and I've got the sweats and I think I'm dependent here. And at this point now, how long has it been going on for and how many were you taking a day? 
It started off for about two years where I was managing it, you know, six to 12 for about a year and a half. And it went on then that I was taking 24, 24, 24 every day. I'd be known in the town then for taking them. A lot of pharmacies would turn me away. That wouldn't be a problem because I would ask people to go in and get them for me. And then I got to the stage where I was travelling to other towns to buy Neurofen Plus. Noel is now free from products containing codeine but is still on a pathway of recovery. One man who is working with those who have had similar experiences is Head of Addiction Services at St. John of God Hospital and Clinical Professor of Psychiatry at UCD, Colin O'Gara. On the face of it might be seen as a relatively benign problem, but actually it has been a significant problem. In recent years, we're seeing an increase in people presenting because of the availability of many codeine products on the internet and also because of the availability of codeine. However, when it's taken in larger doses, it turns from a weak opioid into you know, quite a significant opioid for very serious effects. It would be not uncommon seeing people taking up to three packs of a particular over-the-counter preparation per day. So you're talking up to 72 tablets a day. It's quite a rapid onset of addiction in individuals. If you're taking multiple pills, say 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock, all the way through the day, up to a bedtime, it does stack up. And how damaging can it be? Like, what are the long-term side effects? We would get referrals from doctors who work in other areas of medicine. So the main one would be gastroenterologists who treat people who've had erosion of their stomach or small bowels. So if there is a paracetamol piece, it's mainly the liver we're concerned about and we can get liver damage from that. But also in some of the other preparations, it can be non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, which is toxic on the stomach and the small bowel. With all addictions, you get decline of other activities. It's not healthy taking up to you know 50 to 70 tablets a day. So really you're caught in an addiction cycle at that stage. So it really takes over. You can imagine if you're taking that amount of tablets, it becomes a kind of the primary issue in your life. Professor Colin O'Gara pointing out how a drug that can be viewed as a weak opioid can become damaging when taken to the extent it is by those going from pharmacy to pharmacy. But I wanted to find out from Noel and Robbie what it was about codeine that hooked them in and when did they realise enough was enough. You've no care. It's a numbness. Basically, it's a numbness in you. The feeling I got from it at first, for the first two years, was you kind of get euphoric buzz for the first hour and an energetic buzz and your tolerance then basically you're just taking the neurofine to feel normal. After about five years of it, I couldn't get out of bed anymore. Just getting by, you know, struggling. And for something that you took to keep you running further? For something that I took just to keep me taken over with a knee injury turned within five years turned to me being bed bound and having a lot of issues physical issues with my esophagus and as you can imagine bowels in your first experience of using drugs like your body would have been damaged then but when you went back then again on codeine products what did it do to your body do you think or what did it lead to it left me to not wanting to come back out of addiction and wanted me to give up i ended up in the hospital in a wheelchair soiling myself basically in the wheelchair and just didn't want to live didn't want to kill myself at the same time so I was just in limbo in the hospital you know and it was only through people 
that I'd known from the four, seven and a half years, kind of said, listen, hang on here. And they kind of opened my eyes up to things, you know. If I hadn't got them, I'd been probably still and for my family, you know. The ones that never give up on you. And I'm very lucky, and I got classes that are very lucky today and blessed to be here. My life was gone to a stage where I was probably getting the train up to Dublin and, well, it's hard to say this really, um, just sitting at the bridge tapping to get money for Neurofen and then go back home after your withdrawals are gone, you know, and have to live that then the next day again and again and again. Just on uh, Eventually I broke anyway and I had like a psychotic episode and wound up in a treatment centre. Many people in recovery will say you have to hit rock bottom to begin the journey. But for Professor O'Gara, who has worked in the area of addiction medicine for over 20 years, what does he believe needs to be the next step to reducing codeine misuse? Availability and access is a problem for all drugs. We don't live in a world where, you know, if you restrict on one level, that people won't be able to get access to it. So we need to be concerned about unintended consequences of further restricting coding, in my view. You know, you also need to think about the 85 to 90 percent of people who will use coding without a difficulty. So, yes, we need to think about accessibility and access always and see, can we, for instance, at pharmacy level, if we could offer, you know, much more support at that level for already very busy pharmacists who may or may not be able to intervene if they feel somebody's addicted. So that's one example. But really elsewhere, it ties in with, you know, education, which is just massive and destigmatization. So if we're going to really help people with codeine addiction, we need to try to destigmatize the problem and treat codeine addiction as a medical illness. So because it's hidden and silent addiction, it's because people are ashamed. So if our education campaigns are focused around, look, this is a medical illness and we treat addiction in a compassionate health-led approach, well then I think a lot more people will come forward for treatment and that's a better approach than just putting a blanket ban on everything. For those who are living with the effects of their previous addictions, what do they want to see for the future? And how can we prevent a few painkillers from becoming an everyday dispensary? I think it should be monitored more. Maybe put on prescription, prescribed drugs and monitored by the doctors, by the healthcare system. That's what should be really done with it. And as someone who's been through it, come out the other side, now you're volunteering people who might be going through a similar situation. What words of advice or encouragement would you have for anyone who might be finding themselves taking these tablets day in, day out? Think before you do it, you know. All we can do is more awareness around it. What I'd like to see happening is the 24 Neurofen Plus to become prescription only and the 12 Neurofen Plus to be sold over the counter because it's not fair either on the guy who's got a trapped nerve in his back and needs to get out and do a day's work to pay his mortgage and one day's Neurofen Plus or two days Neurofen Plus will get him through that, you know. But I'm on methadone now and working with a wonderful doctor. Just last week she started to detox me, so that's where I'm at now. I'm just trying to get back into life, got myself a bike and get back into the fitness and uh, hopefully get back to college and finish that degree I was doing. What's the degree in? Would you believe it? I was trying to work in the area of helping people who are in addiction or with dual diagnosis. When that day comes, you'll be able to bring your own personal experience to helping others? That's what I hope to do, yeah. That's exactly what I hope to do. That's the plan. That's the plan anyway.
And thank you to Noel and to Robbie for sharing their stories of codeine addiction and happily their recoveries. If you've been affected by any of the issues raised in that report, you can contact the HSE's National Drug Treatment Centre on Dublin 6488600. That's 01-6488600. And tomorrow, Josh will bring us a report on the rules, the regulations and possible solutions to controlling over-the-counter medications. Uh, The big question is, do you ban everything on the basis that some people will abuse whatever it is, whether it's fast food or alcohol, betting shops, whatever it might be, that is the debate and what uh, the rules and regulations uh, should be.